to offer some reflections on this tool of mental labeling or mental noting. And for probably most of you, it's something that you already know, and so it will be a reminder. And then there might be some of you where it's uh, a tool that's fairly new to you. Mental noting being that act of using mostly just that one word, sometimes a phrase, to support the strengthening of mindfulness and often sharpening the quality of mindfulness in our practice, whether it be labeling in, out with the breath, or labeling thinking or remembering, or labeling an emotion from calm to agitation. And it's a, it's a tool that was popularized by the Venerable Mahasi Sayadaw. And from that approach, it's still something that is very commonly used throughout Southeast Asia. You know, you'll find places in monasteries in places like Malaysia or Sri Lanka or Thailand and really all over the globe where this approach um, is quite useful and it's something that has heavily influenced what we teach here at, uh, at IMS. And for me, it was one of the tools that really clarified for me the actual feeling of mindfulness compared to what I call sort of kind of being mindful. And noticing that, that uh, so much of the way I was practicing was kind of sort of kind of mindfulness rather than mindfulness. So for some of you, it might, it doesn't always work for everyone, might uh, bring this, this clarity into your, your practice. And like any tool, often it can feel, if you haven't used it a lot, it, it can feel very clumsy and awkward at first. It's like learning the skill of using any tool. It will be awkward and clumsy. It requires a very light touch. So when you're noting or labeling what's going on in your experience, it should be so light, just the placing of that. They say like 5% of your attention is going on placing the label and 95% of your attention on the experience itself. So making sure there's a softness and lightness to naming with one word your experience. So in this guided meditation, we'll give it a try to, to play around with it and just an invitation to play, to experiment. See what it feels like for you. So I invite you to begin right now by feeling the body sitting. Or standing or lying down whatever position the body's in. And you might want to begin this morning by placing an altruistic intention for your practice today. And now allowing for a quality of relaxation in the body. You might want to take some time to go through the parts of the body that feel like 
is helpful for you to relax, maybe the hands and the shoulders, the jaw. Or simply placing the intention, may the body relax, and then notice what happens. And you might want to take a moment right now to note or to label very lightly what comes with this act of relaxation. There might be a quality of ease, just labeling ease, or a feeling of calmness or tranquility. Or maybe the opposite has arisen, tension or tightness. just to simply acknowledge with one word, with a quality of okayness. I now invite you to begin to open and receive whatever you use as an anchor for your meditation. Maybe it's the feeling of the breathing or maybe the activity of hearing. If you are opening to the feeling of the breathing, you might want to use just the simple labels in, out. And utilizing this tool of labeling in and out as a way of having this word bring the attention even closer to the feeling of the breathing. to help the attention to rest with the in-breath within, and to rest with the experience of the out-breath without, the entirety of each of those experiences.
allowing the label to be very soft, very light. And if using another anchor like the feeling, the, the sounds, using the one word hearing, Allowing the tone of the mental label, the mental note, to have a quality of okayness or equanimity in it, to help prime for that quality of the heart. You also might want to be experimental or playful just with this simple label of in or out or hearing to utilize it for a while and then to drop it to notice what it feels like after you've used it for a little while, if it changes the contact with the breath or not. So you're engaging in a kind of experiment
when another experience arises that takes the attention away from the anchor or is stronger than the anchor, to label that. Hearing, like hearing the sound of my voice or thinking or another sensation. Allowing the note to illuminate that experience. Allowing the note to help open the attention towards that experience. You might use other labels or notes as you continue, maybe noticing if the experience that's happening right now is pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. You might note the attitude of the mind right now. Oh, not wanting. Oh, wanting is here. What kind of checking out? Where the mind's just present right now with what's arising. If thinking arises, just the one word of the flavor of the thought, judging, remembering, or labeling what component of the thinking process it is, image, or internal dialogue, Or you might notice right now the emotion that's there. Calm, agitation, tranquility, 
to label it as a way of allowing the attention to open and receive that experience fully. Or you can notice the impermanent nature of whatever you're experiencing right now. Maybe labeling it's increasing that experience or it's decreasing or it's staying the same. So I invite you to continue during this sit to play, to experiment, sometimes utilizing, labeling and noting Sometimes not. To make it your own in this manner.
So again, we have this uh, potential tool that we can use in our in our meditation throughout the day. This this activity of um, mental noting or mental labeling. And as I was emphasizing at the very beginning, the importance of really the art of uh, just the light touch, using it so lightly as a way of uh, clarifying experience. And I think for me, one of the the powers of uh, labeling is it's got me into this uh, realm of really noticing how transformative it is to simply acknowledge what's going on. For example, I remember uh, one time meditating for a long time and there was just this feeling in the body, a kind of eh, kind of feeling in my body. And I remember uh, the moment where I was able to notice, oh, this is frustration. Interesting, this is what's been going on so often is is this frustrated feeling. And the, the label, the note, gave me a handle on experience that helped clarify the dynamic that was going on in the heart and mind. And before that word, there was, it was just, I was, I I could kind of feel it bodily, but there wasn't the clarity around it to really see that that was what the visitor was. And just in light of this, this, this power of acknowledgement is, is I found, find that the power of acknowledgement also brings me closer to these teachings of the Dharma in a visceral way. Not just this intellectual understanding, but actually feeling some of the teachings that we're sharing with you. For example, Dara shared with us this list of the hindrances. And I find it so helpful to come back to those words, to start to get a feeling sense of restlessness, Oh, interesting, restlessness feels like this. So to be able to start to use that, and that's another phrase that I find so helpful, it feels like this. And then I get clarified in my own practice of what that hindrance is like. Or all the different flavors of craving or ill will. To note it or label it, because then it brings it into this dharmic frame that I find extremely helpful. And it's also around the the wholesome qualities. You know, I remember noticing uh, in my experience on a retreat where the mind was getting settled, and there was just this really interesting, pleasant feeling in the the mind and the body. And and then uh, the word that popped in was tranquility. Oh, tranquility. Oh, it has this lightness to it, this buoyancy to it. And then it it gets connected with this whole teaching around the seven factors of awakening. Oh, here's this wholesome, wholesome quality of heart and mind that's leading towards my freedom, that has this particular function, the particular function that's allowing the mind to collect. And when I was able to label tranquility, it helped stabilize that experience so that it could, it could really be this, this, this raft that, that uh, was helping me through difficulty at times. It sharpened it. This, I think, is, is one of the flavors that comes out of uh, noting or labeling is just the power of acknowledging. I also want to point out what's not in the label, because this is uh, very important. It shows the kind of direction it can go into. So the label is often thinking or remembering or calm. The label is not I am thinking or I am calm or I am frustrated. And not having that as a part of the label has opened up the gateway for me into experiences of the selfless nature of experience. Oh, this is just judging. Oh, interesting. I'm not judging myself. It's just this thought, judging, arising. That's all self-judgment is. And, and the, the note, the label's reinforcing that understanding by having it so simple. And just that has been uh, a, a, a freeing aspect of this path and this practice for me. Because what I notice, especially around self-judgment, is how personally I take it. It's such a, such a funny thing to do. 
Right? It'd, be, it'd be like taking the sound of the rain personally. Right? It's, just, it's just the sound of the rain. Why would you think that you're in control of the sound of the rain? Or why would you spend six weeks or three months trying to get to the sound of the rain to stop? That'd be a pretty silly thing to do. <laughs> Don't you think? And then the, the good days on retreat is when there's less of a sound of rain. And the bad, bad days is when it's raining more. I know, I just want to admit, I've had retreats like that. Where it's like I'm trying to control the rain. And that's just a setup, right? That's just a, I'm just spending three more of my months just in misery where I'm happy when it's not raining and bummed out when it's raining. And it's all because I think the rain is me and that I'm in control of it. It's the same exact thing with judging. The only difference with, with, with the activity of self-judgment is that, is that we take it to be an internal sound rather than an external sound. And when there's an internal sound in the mind, we, for some reason, uh, identify with it more. It's really the same thing. It just feels like it's, it's coming from a different place. It feels like it's coming from the inside rather than the outside. And noting starts to clarify, it's just, it's just the sound of the rain. And then I get the, the power of this practice where I can start to be okay on the rainy days and the not rainy days. My, my contentment isn't dependent upon how much it's raining. That's a, that's a pretty big setup, taking something so personally, like the rain. It gives new, for me, new meaning from this uh, haiku from uh, the Zen poet uh, Santoku. He uh, begins, the, the, the Japanese word that he uses for the first line, nyoze, just as it is. Just as it is, it rains, I get wet, I walk. What I love about this form of poetry is how it illuminates what's not there. It rains, I get wet, I walk. Nyoze, just as it is. The poem is, it rains and I hate it. <laughs> Please stop, I don't wanna get wet. And I'm definitely not going to continue to walk. Labeling starts to, to introduce us to the selfless nature of experience. So I invite you, if you're using the labeling, to get that taste. This is just, just, just phenomena arising and passing away. And this is why sometimes the label like increasing, decreasing, arising, disappearing, can be helpful because it gets me in tune with, with the nature of experience. Labels can also clarify. If, if I'm regularly noting and then it stops, often it stops because the mind is lost. And so th then there's the, the, the feedback loop. Oh, th here's this quality of lostness. And then I can label that, oh, lost. Or maybe you're experiencing the scattered mind, oh, scattered. Noting and labeling can be, I, I find so helpful around the emotional world. You know, of course, in the scientific world, they've done a lot of studies around what they call affect labeling and how helpful it can be to start to name the emotional quality of your experience. You know, this is why it's, recommended for when, when folks are struggling with things like depression or anxiety or there's a whole schema of using labeling for obsessive compulsive disorder. 
Because it, it can build a, a resiliency through the knowing of experience. And a couple labels that I find helpful in the emotional realm is, and I get this from the teacher Shinzen Young, which I'm, I'm very grateful for, is uh, if I know there's a feeling there, but I don't know exactly what it is, just to label something. Oh, something's here. And then I feel that. And the powerful thing about labeling something is I'm not spending all this time to try to figure out the right word. And this is an important thing about noting is I'm just trying to, to, to allow the, the word, the, the label that arises to, to kind of fit. And if there's not uh, uh, the word there right there, just labeling something and allowing the practice to clarify itself. So using that, that label something. Or if you're interested in checking in with the emotional quality of your experience every so often and you don't find an emotion, to label that peace, which I think is a great label to use. Because if I'm labeling peace and I don't feel peaceful, then I know there's an emotion there. So sometimes the disjunct with the label helps clarify what's there. Noting or labeling can also kind of uh, help refine my sense of okayness or equanimity that I'm trying to bring into the practice. Because the tone of the label is so revealing. Judging. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> there it is, right? There's the judging and there's, man, I am so sick of labeling, judging 10,000 times during the day. Oh, there it is. There's the not liking the judging. And then it's then where I sometimes use the flavor, bringing in the flavor of, in the tone of curiosity. I'll say to myself, oh, oh, not liking. Oh, it's just like this. Interesting. Even if I'm not feeling that interested in it, I do find it helpful. <laughs> helpful. So I'm, I'm using these small concepts to help to, to really sharpen seeing experience. And as I was saying previously, seeing experience through this lens of the Dharma. Also, I want to point out there are, are times to use mental noting and times not to use it. And I, I want to point out with like any kind of tool, uh, it might not work for everyone. So I, I just want to validate your own experimentation around this to notice if it actually works for you or not. And at the same time, to ask you if you're interested in it, to have some patience. It can be awkward and, and feel weird and it feels like it might not connect for a while. That's part of the process of learning it. So it, it takes some time to experiment with it. But for you to discover, right? I'm just sharing with you a rumor. The rumor is, is that noting can be really helpful. And then you, you, gotta, you gotta find out if this rumor is true or not. You might find out it's not true. You might find out it's true for you. But that, that's your task, is to, to clarify that for yourself. And there are definitely times when the mindfulness is stronger or the samadhi is stronger where the noting can feel like it's getting in the way of the mindfulness or experience is happening so quickly that it's missing experience. So, so to know there's a place for it and a place not to use it. Also, one way that I'll play with it, also just to help strengthen mindfulness, is I'll spend maybe the first 10 minutes of a sitting meditation or a walking meditation or kind of the in-between time to label kind of in a rhythmical way. Or maybe it's in the in-between times where I'm noticing just labeling in a general way the movement of, of the legs, left, right, left, right, reaching, grabbing, lifting, swallowing, and I do that for five or 10 minutes and then I drop the labels. And a lot of times it can help strengthen, it can help kind of place, establish mindfulness. Or I try to remember it to use labeling in the, the parts of my day where mindfulness is, is weaker. For example, on, for me, sometimes on retreat, going into my room, my mind thinks that means party time. 
which means it's just like thinking about all kinds of things. It's like, it feels like nobody else is around. I can kind of take a break. I can think about this and that. Woohoo! So it's in those areas of my day that I find coming back to labeling can be so helpful because then it, it, it's helping s- establish mindfulness. Yeah, so just an invitation today to, to experiment, to play with this tool if it, if it resonates uh, for you in some kind of manner. Okay, may you have many mindful moments today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.